the new batsman is Andrew Simons. He goes high again. That is a massive six, and it is out of the ground by a long, long way. Simons finds the gap, and he brings up his maiden shield century, and deservedly so. A lot of pressure on this young man, and he has delivered the goods today. A good shot. Very good shot. Boy, what a powerhouse he is. Shot. That's Andrew Simons' best. A genuine half finished. So strong. Monstrous strike again from Simons. That could well be it. That will be it. That is a brilliant one day hundred for Andrew Simons. His first for Australia. That particular innings was, was life changing for me as a player because I now had proof and I now had a method to how to go about scoring my runs. And he's hit that straight down the ground. That's a great hit. Oh, that's a beauty. Simons is taking the Pakistanis to pieces. He's been waiting for one of these for a long, long time. It races him to 96. That's the way Simo gets through the 90s quickly. Collingwood comes on and I uh, thought, mid on, mid off, up. I'm thinking, if he does slip one up there, I think I'm going to have to take him over the top. And sure enough, three balls later, yeah, I've got one in my arc. Later on that night, I'm in the dressing room there, I'm having a drink, and I'm thinking, I look across Hados, and he's got this huge red mark on his forehead. I said, what happened to you? He goes, it was you, dickhead. When you got your 100, you crushed my helmet onto my head that hard. You give me a bit of like, blood blister on his forehead. <laughs> you beauty! There's a smile. There's a 100. There's a cricketer. The cricket world is in mourning again with the tragic news of Andrew Simons passing away last night. This was a man who was a jet to watch batting, bowling, or even in the field. And as Howie says, he was a bums-on-seats man. And to give us more of an insight, we welcome Mark Howard on a tough day. And condolences to you as well, Howie. As you knew Roy quite well, having worked with him at Fox Cricket. Welcome to the Triple M Sunday Rub. Yeah, g'day, boys. Um, nice to hear your voice, Nath, and all the boys in there. It's... um. You know, it's it's obviously pretty raw for a lot of people. Um, personally, it, it's still like Shane all over again. I, you know, I can't actually believe it's the case. I turned on my phone this morning. I was working late last night, and um, I had messages from a lot of the Fox crew and missed calls. And I was like, "Oh, what's going on here?" And you listen to the first message, and and your heart just sinks, and it goes out to to, to Roy's family and his wife and his two beautiful kids that he, he just loved dearly. Um, he was just it's funny it's funny we were talking with Fox Footy last night about trying to name you, you said bums on seats there Nate an expression I like and we used on triple M footy and I said I don't think there's anyone been in AFL football history that is the three things that I look at footy which is bums on seats cult hero and heart and soul of a footy club and Nick Revolt said you know what I've got one this was last night 8.30 last night, I've got one, but it's from cricket. It was Andrew Simons. And we'd been saying no for half an hour to anyone's suggestions. It was like, Roy, yep, he was bums on seats. You paid to watch him play. He was a cult hero, and he was the heart and soul of the team. He's the only athlete we could come up with. So it's a, it's a massive loss for Australian cricket. And, and like Shane, it will touch so many people because so many people 
they felt they knew Roy because he was just a lunatic. And as soon as he came on the telly, you just started laughing because he was just an out there type of customer. You could not turn the TV off when he batted. And for that, in the field, he was outstanding when he prowled the boundary line. Um, in the IPL, so he took a long time to get into the test arena, but he was one of the first, I wouldn't call it a millionaire in the IPL, but the Indian Premier League came after him because of what he brought to the table and he got paid handsomely over there. Well, he was a millionaire and he used to be sheepish about it. You'd be saying, you know, I remember, I remember clearly him telling me a story Um about the first IPL auction. And no one knew what it was, Nate. Nobody knew the effect it would have. And I could, actually, it's brought it back to me. It's making me smile, which is what we need to be doing today. We need to be smiling and celebrating the great man. That The IPL auction, and he didn't know anything about it. And his phone blew up the next morning. Um, and he was thinking someone had auctioned their house because he didn't understand <laughs> the messages. And I reckon they were playing a one day and he got there. And Ricky Ponting said to him, it's your shout today, mate. And Roy's like, what are you talking about? He's like, mate, the IPL auction last night, you went for whatever it was, 760000 US. And pardon my language, Roy thought the boys were shitting him. He had, <laughs> shitting him. He had no idea what they were talking about. But, but that, that was Roy. This is the man that famously used to, on his windscreen of his ute, write in pen his roles for the day. So, like, you'd have go fishing pick up the kids at 8.30 and he had to make sure he got the kids at 3.30 and he'd write it on the windscreen of his ute so he wouldn't stuff up what he had to do for the day. He was just a, he's a, he's a rare, he's a rare and beautiful man. And that's what I was about to ask you, Harry, because you think of Andrew Simons and you just think of him being authentic. Like he didn't change who he was when he joined the media. He didn't try and polish himself up. He just spoke in his tone. He, he went about it his way. How he played his cricket was how he presented to the media post-career. Yeah, you're right, Joey. And, and he wasn't... Like he didn't say much. Like you, you go out for dinner with him after a game of cricket and he'd just sort of sit there and, and not say much. And he was like that in commentary. And then he'd say something that was either hilarious, <laughs> absolutely accurate, or so far off the planet that no one had ever considered. Like you guys used to see him when he'd come up with that fielding theory and he'd have numbers and stats and he'd get halfway through it and he'd get halfway through his delivery and be like, no, nah, I've stuffed this up. I've got it wrong. And he would just laugh because... You're right. It wasn't like he was on telly, Joey. That's why people loved him. It was like he was having a beer at the bar, and if he got something wrong, you go, oh, yeah, that didn't quite work out how I was expecting it. But that, that was Roy. And how he's, his casual nature, the, the mundane matches didn't really appeal to him, did they? But I, I remember that time, I think, Ponting, when he was you know, his form, he backed him in, I think it was for the World Cup, and he just rose, rose to the occasion. So he was a big, big moment man as well, wasn't he? Yeah, you're right. And Ricky was a, a tremendous supporter of him. Oh, I'm getting the, the times and dates wrong now, Ross. I need to go and look back at it. But I can remember clearly Australia was in trouble in a World Cup game early in a World Cup against Pakistan. They were four for not many, I reckon. And Roy came in and turned around and he made a big hundred. And that was, I think he was just talking about that in, in that play on that innings that got him going. But he, 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 he was, Ross, like you'd be happy to part with your money to go and watch Roy because he could bat and bowl. And, I, you know, the thing that Mark War always said about him, as brilliant as a batter he was, and he could bowl and he bowled the offspin and he bowled the quick stuff, he could pay money, Ross, to watch him field. And yeah, I, he was a I freak athlete, wasn't else. he? He was a powerful yeah. man. Yeah, whether it was taking hangers in slip or the gully or running blokes out at cover or just being like a line in the outfield and running people out, he was... 
as good as he was at batting and bowling, I reckon it was his fielding that really that that's what I used to love watching about him. Yeah. So for that for that uh for that for those stats, Howie, does he go down as one of the greatest uh, all rounders that we've we've we had? I think in white ball cricket, Duck, I think there there hasn't been there hasn't been many like him. Like we mentioned Mark War, he batted, bowled, medium and bowled off spin and was a brilliant fielder. I think I think that's where Roy sits. He probably didn't have the same level of success as some of those batsmen had. But for an overall package, if you want to turn a game, he, he was the man that could do it from nowhere. And he was such a big man too, Duck. You know what I mean? Like he was a big, yeah, big presence. unit. He played a lot of rugby league growing up. He was he's just a big, big, powerful man. And um, Eric is here beside me, my wife, and we were lucky enough to go to the grand final when Richmond won their first premiership and sit with Roy and his wife, um, courtesy of Fox. And Roy said he didn't watch much footy. And Erica remarked to it to me later, Duck, that within 15 minutes, he'd picked the game up and he was picking the strategy apart. And he's going, well, why aren't these guys going here? It would make more sense if, you know, they ran defensively here. And 15 minutes ago, he said, I don't watch much footy. His ability mm. to pick sport up was just innate. And his loss, Howie, will be felt heavily across the cricket community. Been such a tough time for the sport. Rod Marsh, Shane Warne, of course, uh, so recently. What was he like in the locker room? Like, he would have been a big presence, the charisma, the jovial nature. Um, yeah, he, he would have been someone who would have really led uh, in, the, in the locker room. Well, I can only speak as to how he was at Fox. Like, you know, everybody, everybody loved him, opponents, um, you know, he had those blues with Harbhajan that were really nasty, and, and they made up famously in India. Uh, you know, they will be India will be in mourning today for Andrew Simons, and I don't say that lightly because of his contribution to the IPL and how much he embraced Indian cricket. But I, I can only tell you what he was like at Fox, and I think the best way to summarise it, Jay Z. Now I'm thinking about it. Asking me about it, you would look at the roster, and when Roy was on a game you were doing, it just gave you a lift. And it'd get to, you know, you're meant to be there two hours before the game. So if the game's starting at 10 past seven, you're meant to be there at five. Now, we've been doing that for 10 years. So two hours before the game, like the footy, and it'd be 10 to six. And you get a text from Roy, mate, I'm sort of going to wander down into the lobby. Well, what time do you reckon we should leave? And you'd already been at the ground an hour. And that was Roy. And he'd roll up and he will have forgotten his shoes and his jacket will be elsewhere. And he'll, he'll be sweating bullets. And then the light comes on. And away he goes. So I think he was just, he was one of those blokes at Fox that could break every rule in the book and it didn't matter. A bit like Billy on the radio, a bit like Billy Brownless. It didn't matter because it was Billy. It didn't matter because it was Roy. And he'd come with a smile on his face and look sheepish for two minutes and then just roll into it. And everyone would be like, oh, well, that's Roy. That's fine. That's the way he rolls. Howie, thanks for sharing your memories on Andrew Solomon today in a tough day for Australian cricket. Good on you, boys. Have a great show. Thanks, Howie. And from everyone at Triple M Footy, our condolences go out to the Simons family at this time.